Good evening, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast with your hosts, Yolanda and Vanessa. We have a guest today that believes that changing what that she's that you're able to actually change what's on your inside can actually change what people see on the outside. So the changes that we make, what we see on the outside can be changed by the way we think. So this is going to, I just, I just really want you to pay attention, focus on her story, focus on what Anne is about to tell you. But again, we never really concentrate and think about how what we believe, how it has the ability to change our outside. So everything that we hold on the inside is affecting our outer being in not just one way, but many ways. And you may say, oh, I know that. I know that. It's nothing new. But Anne Hence has something to tell and share with us that will change your whole perspective of what the mind really can do. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Anne, share a little bit about what happened in your life to lead you um, to make these changes. Okay. Well, I think I had a lot of trauma in childhood. I know most of us do. Um, I will just mention a few of the things. I was actually born with my right foot up against my right shin. So the first six weeks of my life, I had physical therapy. And then I was handed over for adoption into a family that had just suffered a loss because they had a two-year-old adopted son and they adopted another little girl and they had her for six months. And then the birth mother changed her mind. So they had to give her a back to the birth mother. And I was the replacement into the family for that little girl. So obviously they couldn't really connect with me. They wouldn't have been able to feel comfortable fully connecting with me because my birth mother might also make that choice, mm. but she didn't. So at six months, we actually started to move around the world. We moved to Barbados first. And then we moved to Sierra Leone in West Africa. And when I was there, we had a house fire. I was the one who saw the flames come in through my bedroom and alerted people to that. So that was a trauma. And then, um, then we moved to Hong Kong. And when I was in Hong Kong at the age of nine, I was sent to a board, boarding school in England. And it was my brother's boarding school. So it was actually a boys boarding school. I was the first girl boarder at a boys boarding school. And I was there for two years and I was teased mercilessly by these boys for two years. So that certainly lived inside of me. And then, then we moved to Bahrain, but I was at boarding school at the time. And during those teenage years, my parents both became alcoholics. And my dad had anger issues all the time anyway. So I just learned to work on, walk on eggshells and kind of shut myself down because... Mm any opinion that I had was never the right opinion. So there was no point voicing it. So I didn't. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead in the bathroom. So that was kind of the big trauma. But 
I didn't know what to do with these traumas. I just carried on with life. I just did the same thing I'd always done, which was just suppress it. So I kept going. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I had kind of a business altercation with a couple of other mothers at school who were self-assured, confident women. And I was not. They thought I'd done something wrong and I didn't think I had. But my mind would just spin over and over what had been said and what I'd done and what they'd done. And I couldn't let it go. And that's when I realized maybe this is unusual you know maybe I don't think other people would react this way to what happened and I realized that it kind of felt similar to what how I would react when my dad told me I'd done something wrong and I didn't think I had so that was kind of the first inkling that maybe my childhood is affecting me still mm-hmm. yeah so it was around that time frame I actually had a doctor's appointment he was a holistic physician And he recognized I was more stressed than I should be because I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. It shouldn't have been too stressful. And he asked me on a scale of zero through 10 what it was, what my stress level was, and it was an eight. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was finding my mother two decades earlier at this point because the tears were still just under the surface. So he used this technique with me. It's called EFT short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. A lot of people have heard about it. And he used it with me for about 15 minutes about my mother's death. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind without the tears there anymore, without the emotions. And that was the first time I realized that we just store those memories and those emotions in our physical body and we can let them go. Wow. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, I'm just like, whenever you figured that out, how were you able to connect between the, the physical and spiritual half? Because that took a lot. How did you even get to that point? The spiritual aspect did not come in at this point. This was right at the beginning. So there was, mm. there were more phases that I went through. So I, I went home and I worked out how to use EFT because it's available for free online. The person who developed it, Gary Craig, gave it away. So you can just learn it online. So I did that. And then I I wanted to test it out. I wanted to know that wasn't a fluke, right? That one-time thing. So I had a 17-year-old cat at home and his kidneys were starting to fail. So we'd been told he needed to have a daily saline shot. So the first time I gave him a shot and I hated needles, my hand was shaking so much. It was just crazy I wasn't going to be able to do it every day it was just too stressful for me so I thought okay I'm going to try it out so I tapped about my fear of hurting him about my handshaking and all the memories that I had around injections because I've had many because we lived around the world and the next day the needle just slid right in all that fear that had been living inside of me had just disappeared that's when I realized It's a deceptively powerful technique. But I also realized freedom is on the other side of that fear. And Mm. that's where I wanted to be. So I started using it. I started doing it every day. Started noticing when I was emotional, when I was getting caught up in the emotions. And I I would stop and I would tap. And I found my mind starting to become quiet and more peaceful. And I wanted more. 
right? It was working and I wanted more. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my childhood and my earlier years, because I was in my late 30s at this point. Mm -hmm. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night. And I just found myself becoming more peaceful, less reactionary. And I remember opening my kitchen door one day and actually saying to myself that it feels like I'm living in a different reality because my mind was no longer criticizing me or judging other people. It just was, it was quiet. And I didn't even know that was possible before. I don't know what it's like to have a quiet mind. I don't either. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. And I, I know that's not good, you know, for us mentally and, and being able to have nothing to think about, nothing to do, nothing to reflect on. Um, you know what it's like, Vanessa? <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I, I cannot recall a time in my life where I've had peace as far as, you know, and, and it's peace to where it's like that ocean war, you know, just, you know, just relaxation. I don't know what that's like. You know, By laying in the bed and your mind not still going. Going, uh, yeah, yeah. And not going, being able like, to, I don't know. you know, and, <laughs> Yeah, this. So, so what is it that we can do um, to 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 do this? I mean, how do, how do we change, and how do we how do we do this? So we, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> well, the first thing is just starting to notice, to become aware of when we are emotional. And then we can do something with those emotions, right? We can use, we can learn EFT. It's really easy to learn. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. And what you're doing is you're just tapping on certain points in the body as you're talking your truth. So if you're feeling really angry, that's what you're saying. I'm really angry that this, whatever happened, or I'm really angry with this person, or I hate this person, or I hate what happened, right? Our actual truth. And that allows the energy from that to release from the body. It's really simple to do. So anyone can learn it. Mm. So shall I continue with my story? Because this was just the first step. Yeah. And what I realized it did, it, it opens up the subconscious mind. It actually allows us to become more aware, aware at a deeper level. So when I started this, I didn't know how I felt, right? If someone said, how are you feeling today? And it would always be, oh, I'm fine, <laughs> because I didn't know yeah. how I felt. So I started to become aware of how I felt during the day. And then there's a deeper level of awareness. I started to become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions. Mm -hmm. So we'll use a word like I'm frustrated or I'm angry or I'm sad. But what we're really describing is where we're holding ourselves tight, Right? Because if we see someone, we can tell if they're angry by how they're holding themselves. Right. So I started to become aware of those tensions inside of me. And at that point, I didn't need to use EFT as much. What I did was I focused on those sensations themselves because that's the feelings. Those were the feelings that I had suppressed for four or five decades. Now, it wasn't as easy as it sounds like it should be, right? I just want to feel those feelings. But they would 
move away. They were so squirrely. They were just used to being suppressed. So to actually hold my awareness on them was not as easy as I thought it might be. And I found that actually hold myself, I had to hold myself like a statue. I had to stop moving and stop breathing. So I wouldn't take a deep breath because if I took a deep breath, I would I couldn't find it anymore. So I stopped breathing when I could feel this, for me, fear, mostly in my stomach or my solar plexus. And I would focus on it and I would talk to it even because I wanted it to be felt. So I would say things like I can feel this fear right there in my stomach. I can feel it right there. And I just want to allow you to be. I don't want to change you. I don't want to push you away. I just want to allow you to be felt. And at some point I would find I had to take a deep breath and there would be a shift and some of that tension would release. And then I would think that thought over again and I would feel it again until it released. And I would do it over and over again with the same fearful thought until there was no longer any fear underneath the thought. And the thought was free at that point. So that was kind of the second step. And then I just I started doing that at night instead of doing the tapping, I would lay on the sofa and now I would work with more collective traumas. So I would bring something like 9-11 to mind and to my body. I'd feel all those sensations and all those emotions inside, mm. hold my attention on it until it shifted. And then I would do it again and again and again until there was no more emotion left inside of me from that thought. And at some point during this those evenings when I was laying on the sofa, I found that I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which I know sounds really weird. I'd never heard of it before. And I was kind of just playing around. The only way I can really explain it to someone is imagine you've got a toothache or a stomach ache. Mm -hmm. You can tell, you can focus on it with your mind or you can feel it inside. Uh -huh. But once the tension has gone, once the pain has gone, you can't really find it again inside because the pain is gone. Right. I found I could put my awareness inside at the same place. So I just started playing with it. It's like, can I do it again? And I found I could do it again. And then can I move it around? Can I move my awareness around inside my body? And I found I could. And I could find a place of tension. So then I would focus on the tension doing the same thing that I was doing with EFT and with feeling your feelings, but now at a deeper level inside the body. And I would focus on the tension until there was a shift. And then I would focus in on again and again and again until the tension had dissipated. So now I'm working at an even deeper level. Now at some point, and it took many months, at some point I could actually put my awareness inside my head. And that was a big Oh. awareness opening for me because I had so much pain and so much tension inside my head that yeah. I had not been aware of for 50 years at this point yeah. it's hard to believe and I'm glad I wasn't aware of it because I couldn't have I couldn't have I don't even know what the word is I couldn't have managed with that amount of tension inside my head so I just kept working doing the same thing focusing on it letting it release just doing it again and again. At some point, I actually felt and heard something release. It's a little scary. I didn't know what it was. At this point, I know it was a, an adhesion in the connective tissue or the fascia that was releasing. And so I just didn't did it 
more and more. I figured I'm on a path at this point. I can't be hurting myself. Mm-hmm. So I just kept doing it. And then at, at some point, I actually felt my skull bones relax into what I now know is a more aligned position because I've released so much dis-ease and so much tension inside that the bones actually shifted. So that's why I got the, I got these x-rays taken yeah, last year yeah. and I have them compared to 2013. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that the eye sockets could move, but my eye sockets have aligned and my jaw, which was way off to the side, is now more centered. And my neck has scoliosis, which I think is probably from being born with my right foot up against yeah. my right shin. My whole body is twisted. And it's untwisting and I have grown half an inch as a 55-year-old, which is kind of fun. <laughs> so that's where I am now. I'm working on the bones inside my, my head and releasing tension right in there. And we will, we will share your x-rays so people can actually see what you're, what you're talking about. It's just so amazing what the stress does to us. We, we look at it as um, stress can cause you to be tired, can cause you to overeat, can cause you to be cranky. But what it's actually doing to the physical body on the inside is just amazing. And being able to heal yourself, I mean, and, you know, be us being able to do it. Um, yes, a lot of us still, we've never heard of this before. And it, what it's able to do with the mind, you know, healing the body, healing from within is really amazing. It's amazing. Well, a big part of it is too, is like, we're just not aware, right? I was yeah. not aware of how much tension was stored inside of us. So we might be going along happily in life and thinking, oh, we're fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and it's a habit too. You know, everybody asks how you're doing. Oh, I'm good. You know, that's what we say. And right. we never release how we're truly feeling um, for the fear of what other people may say. You know, we're always staying inside of our shell, you know, it's like, right. like a turtle, you know? Yeah. Or we're too afraid to look at our childhood traumas, yeah. right? We don't want to look at them. Yeah. But what I realize is it's really, those memories don't exist anywhere outside of us. They're just stored energetically inside yeah. of us. And the freedom really is on the other side. Wow. Wow. Oh, Vanessa. How... I know it's, it's, go ahead. how can our um, watchers and listeners get in touch with you and learn more about your story and how they themselves can start um, releasing and going through some of those old past childhood traumas and releasing those as well and and, okay. and time out we have to have you back because <laughs> I mean there's so much um, so much more to learn, so much more to hear, you know, from your story and, and what others need to know um, from this as well, okay? Yeah, sure. I mean, there is so much more that we could talk about. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'll let you go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a YouTube channel that has an EFT demonstration video on there and a feeling your feelings demonstration video on there. So anyone can go on there 
and learn how to do EFT for themselves. And all the steps that I went through are on there. I've also written down my whole story in a book because I realized if I kept going on this journey, I'd forget those steps. And the and the things that happen when the body's releasing tension, it does some kind of weird things. So I wanted to write those down. Mm-hmm. So all those steps are written down in my book, which is called A Pathway to Insight. And I have a website, anhints.com. The, um, the x-rays are on there as well. And I have a public Facebook page that I love to explain things on. And I'm happy to interact with anyone on there. Oh, wow. Go ahead, Vanessa. It's... Oh, you're funny. Mm. I wanna... It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to thank you so much for um, giving us some of this information. And we will definitely have you back so yeah. we can dive deeper into this me too okay great yeah we'll get into the spiritual part of it and everything yes okay but to our listeners and watchers um please don't forget to follow us on our social media outlets please also don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on any of our great topics or our great guests We want to thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you all later.